Footy Prime the Podcast is brought to you by Tony Bet, official sponsor of the CPL and presenting sponsor of Canada's unofficial voice of footy. Oi, the boys and girls on Footy Prime on occasion are known to use vulgarities and frankly appalling language. And sometimes the tales can get quite adult in nature. So keep the volume down if there are kiddies around. And thank you for listening. Oh, let's go! Booty, booty, it's time to get this party started. Booty, booty, it's time to get this party started. You know that we are the number one show. So grab your fucking mitts and now it's time to go. Cause it's the booty, booty, it's time to get this party started. It's the booty, booty, it's time to get this party started. With Danny, Jimmy, Gregor, and the Jimmy, Jay-Z. All we know and all we know. You're listening to Footy Prime News and Dubs, your one-stop destination for footy news and dubs. Yeah, that's Amy Walsh. Footy Prime, your almost daily footy fix. Shit. Oh, yes, well done. It's Okay. What shirts you got on there? Rwanda. What, on there? what are you wearing there, Rwanda? Yeah, man. Is that their national team jersey? No. Yeah. Yeah. That's cool. But why do you have a Rwanda national team jersey? You want the real reason? Yeah. Jess was there. Jess was there and she came back. Oh, okay. You know, I like my jerseys. Yeah. It's a nice jersey. How's everybody this morning? You guys all look great. Yeah. (laughs) You should have seen us two minutes ago with the links on the screen. What was with the links? There he is. There he is. There's the oh, links. Shoot. That's how we got on. That's how we got on the pod. You had to click on the links. <laughs> hey, Dubs, can you put it back up there, JC? Okay, JC. How about you? You know, other, other way. See, now it's now it's birthing JC. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> and he's born. Yeah. <laughs> 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 it's funny. Prime the podcast. That was Amy Walsh, Jeff Cole, Craig Forrest, Jimmy Brennan. I'm James Sharman. Wong is going to join us shortly. You're uh, having computer issues this morning, but he'll jump on at some point. Um, as we record, I guess the big news breaking is that uh, our boy Luis Rubiales is refusing to quit yeah. as the head of Spanish football. He, he's gone on a big rant this morning at this extraordinary general assembly where everyone thought he was going to walk away following uh, the incident during and after the Women's World Cup victory, which is now sadly being overshadowed by this bullshit. Um, let me just read some, quip, some clips. It's literally coming down as we record. Um, he says, uh, do you think this incident is so serious that I should go after the best management in the history of Spanish football? Let me tell you, I'm not going to resign. I'm not going to resign. I'm not going to resign. I've come under a lot of pressure. Perhaps somebody will look to remove me on Monday, but we live in a country of laws. Is a consensual kiss enough to remove me? I'm going to fight until the end. I hope the law is followed and that, as there's no reason to remove me, it won't happen. Um, talking about grabbing his, his Craig Forests in front of the, uh, the Queen of Spain, he says, uh, in a moment of euphoria, I grabbed that part of my body. I was looking at coach Jorge Vilda, We've been through a lot this year. People have wanted to do the same to Vilda that people are doing to me with a false narrative 
We've suffered a lot. I got very emotional and lost control. I must apologize to the Queen, the Infanta, and the royal household. My sincere apologies. So there you go. He's apologized to the Queen. All's good, right? It's fine. Everything's the way it should be, I suppose. Now, I guess the, the key word here is consensual, right? Um, Jenny Hermoso yesterday put out a joint statement with the Players Association saying basically she backs the association for whatever they go for here to, to remove Ruby Alice. Just, I don't know. Okay, let me play devil's advocate, Amy. Can I do that for you? And you can jump all over this, this narrative. Yep. I'll, mm-hmm. I'll, if, if Spanish football was in good hands and it was a happy family and the head of the federation had a great relationship with the women and the men, um, there was no issue with the coach and they won the World Cup. Grabbing a player, quick, you know, smack her on the lips. Would it be a big deal? Yeah, of course it would. It's, again, being on that stage and, and robbing those players of, of their moment and making it about you. And, and it's a non-consensual thing, right? It's, it's, the, it's the, the purest, I think, expression of that power imbalance on display for the whole world to see. I don't know. Did you do here, um, or did you see um, De Gea and uh, Iker Casillas? Uh, Am I saying his name right? Yep. Tweet. Yep. De Gea said, "My ears are bleeding." That's what he tweeted, and Casillas tweeted, "Total embarrassment." So it t- it's going to take more prominent males, unfortunately, to to not unfortunately, but t- to stand up. I think in order for there to be a reckoning here. Yeah. Because because clearly it's just an echo chamber where I mean you saw in in the reactions there was the the camera pan to the front row and there were people standing and applauding some um, some people giving him a standing ovation and and some women clearly not reacting like very stoic not clapping um, yeah it's uh, it, it's shocking really in reading that that athletic article I think they got had a source that said that he does not plan to to step down. So now um, our, our faith rests with Gianni Infantino, right? And, or, or and the FIFA. Spanish government, right? The prime minister has come out and said it's unacceptable. And yes, there will be, I believe, um, a hearing on Monday where likely he will get let go, I would think. Mm-hmm. If not, then that, <laughs> that screams of a, a much bigger issue, perhaps, in, in Spanish yes. culture. And it also speaks to the issue where there's, there's a reckoning, perhaps, or there's consequences within football federations and yet these guys maintain the rules with fifa because at present and again correct me if i'm wrong is he not vice president at fifa yeah i think as any federation head would would, yeah has that they're all vice presidents or they all have a prominent role they have a seat at fifa in some regard i'm not entirely sure yeah i'm not entirely sure they have a seat for sure right so, so now it's if there if there is you know a, a ruling or something that happens and he's ousted um, at the Spanish Federation, there's again this failing upwards tw- trend, right? Where he he finds himself with a with a cushy job at FIFA. Do you think, Amy? There's a case here too that I mean, they seem to be taking an awful lot of credit for this team, but do they deserve that credit, or does the teams like Real Madrid and Barcelona who are the ones that seem to be producing these players on an incredible level, are they the ones that should be getting the credit, not the Federation? I see the point you're making, Craiger, and it's a good one about about the club environment and how, how much that has played a role. I think in the the the, the ascension of these players and the, the dominance that we've seen at this Women's World Cup, 
and where these players are toiling and, and playing their club football. But I think the credit, it belongs to the players, right? I mean, I, I think well, that Rian made a good point about, about Phil, that he did make some good calls and there was a whole lot that we didn't know um, about, you know, what was happening behind closed doors, things that had leaked out. But it, there was some, I think, some, some vagueness, I think, in what was reported. But I think it goes back to, you know, when you see all of this come to light now, it, it gives a lot more credence to those 15 that stood up, right? And some that came back um, about the, the insidious nature of this sort of cultural um, misogyny that exists in Spain, but also elsewhere. Yeah, that's for sure. Cultural misogyny, absolutely. Um, he was also ranting yesterday, Ruby Alice. He's talking about this false feminism being a scourge for society. Like, wow, this guy just does not get it, does he? Did it's, he it's not incredible. frame that when he was addressing his daughters again? It's this fucking bullshit qualifier that you believe in in inequality and you believe in in in, in women women having a fair shake just because you have daughters. Like, what the fuck? <laughs> what year is this yeah we're living in but you're right now it's over to Gianni Infantino because if he does like I said get let go on, on Monday then he still potentially holds that seat with FIFA but Gianni hasn't got a great track record of late or at all of, of protecting um, the rights of women <laughs> let's put it that way I'm being very kind here he doesn't quite get it either so yeah, uh, and like I mentioned before, I mean, the, 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 it's not the real tragedy, but a large part of this is that the women who won the World Cup, no one's talking about that at the moment. And even in Spain, right, it's become this, this massive story, which has gone beyond the fact that they're world champions. They should be celebrating, should be having a great time, but they're not being allowed to at the moment. No, they're not, but I, but I suppose... In a way, I completely agree with you because that's my that's my knee jerk reaction, and we talked about that on the broadcast with with Rian. Um, that it kills me that we're not talking about this great performance um, and the way they navigated that tournament was really masterful, and the way they sort of turned things around after that really incisive defeat um, against Japan, right? But I think now maybe there's a platform for this to be dealt with, and things come to light that maybe would have never seen the light of day because of the actions of two men that were at the heart of all of these allegations. That there's, Trouble there's, is, Amy, there's been tipping points before we thought, and then nothing happens. Yeah. Right? We all get to these moments, oh, this is a moment, mm-hmm. finally, bit of clarity. And then fast forward six months and we've forgotten about it and nothing's changed. You know, these people still run the game. Um, and, and that to me, looking at this from a broader perspective, the egos in in world football, let's keep it a world football, right? We could go beyond world sport, the world. The ego's at place to be in that position, that type of power, and to be so arrogant as to to not see it and, and to refuse to step down and then spur all this vitriol at the situation. I mean, do you have other examples, anyone, of, of meeting that kind of ego in the professional game and just being blinded by it? Like, how do these people operate? There's a lot. There's a lot. I mean, quite honestly, the whole game is filled with egos and people protecting their positions and worried about other people coming in and taking jobs and all that kind of stuff. It's cutthroat. Very, very much so, really. 
and well, the egos play a big part of it. Nobody has bigger egos than the uh, when we're playing than the Americans. Those guys had a different level of egos, even if they were playing in shit leagues. Can you can you expand on that? Oh, I don't know, bro. When Alda and all those guys like could never play over in the Premier League, but fuck me, they thought they were fucking the cat's meow. What would they would they uh like on on the field chirping, are you saying, or pre or post match commentary? How do, how do you mean by that? Wait, you don't know how Americans are? Is this something that new to you? Oh, no, it's not. No, no, I, listen, I, I get it. I want some examples. That's all. You know, you mentioned that back in those days, you know, when you played yeah. the States a lot and that rivalry was really fostered and born, right? Um, mm-hmm. how, how were they? I mean, you mentioned the ego. I want examples. Like, how, how was that? Jimmy, do you, do you concur? Uh, I think your mic's off, Jimmy. <laughs> yeah, it's off. It's I'll off. answer for him. Well, uh, this is this is Jimmy. I'll tell you and, something. Uh, I'll tell you something. For you. you sound great, Jimmy. <laughs> He's I, I, I always wonder with Craig though. Was it USA that were they your main? You came up and you were playing them on the national team in the underworld, like under twenty World Cup, I think. U twenty World Cup. Was, uh, never never played them at the U twenty World Cup. No. I'm oh, there's back. Jimmy. You're back. And qualifying and various things. Oh. And were they chirping? Jimmy? Jimmy's always Are you wearing a necklace or is that part of your kit? It's part of the jersey Mm. and on the sleeves. Interesting. It's nice. It's a great jersey. Get a picture for this. Well, you'll see it when we get a clip. It's a great, great Rwanda jersey. I love that. So, Jimmy, so yeah, so now you're working now. Um, Yeah, where do you want me to start? Where do you want me to start? Well, wherever you like. Okay, Craig Craig just hammered the Americans when he played. Yeah, the Eagles, Eagles, Eagles. But, you know, going back to this whole Spanish thing, I don't really get uncomfortable much, but. That that whole episode of the president kissing in every single player, the way he was hugging and grabbing, you know, after like three, four, you're going, what's going on here? This is this is very, very awkward. So I can only imagine what the girls were thinking after. And it's just that 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 moment, isn't it, where the, the girls go over, they're excited, you know, all of a sudden a little hug, and you now you're getting kissed down your cheeks, your forehead, your lips. It's it was a little bit too, it was way too much, way too much to, and it made me uncomfortable. So I can imagine what the girls are going through and the rest of the world are watching it and, and seeing it. And yeah, that it is ego driven for this guy to act like, oh, it's, it's okay. It was consensual. And, you know, this is what we do. It was just a spur of the moment. No, it's fucking calculated. You, you're standing there for what, five minutes watching every single player come by. You know exactly what you're doing, what's going on. And the one on the lips, that's where I was like, ooh. That's a bit over the top, isn't it? So it'll be interesting to see how this this all pans out. Um, and then going back to the thoughts, there, Amy, I understand what you're saying with with the players. Yeah, it is it is all down to the players. They've they're the ones that've got to perform on the on the park. But taking all this away, I think you do got to give a little bit of credit to the president and the coaches for selecting those players and tactically getting it right. Because I thought Spain were brilliant tactically on on the pitch every single match apart from the first one yeah they, they did get blown out but you know there is definitely a role that they did play putting that all together and and seeing it to come to fruition and win a world cup so they do deserve credit for that but all the bullshit that's going on, on the outside yeah there's there's got to be consequences for that absolutely that, that's a tough part right jimmy i mean craig i mean he's he's being a dick from strength right he can yeah, be a complete I mean, dick but he can also say yeah i just won the world cup 
I'm doing something right. It doesn't make well, it right. I'm not condoning it, right? He, he did. He did. There has to be a certain amount of confidence, though, you know, and, yeah. and, I, and I'm not all for, you know, players and the player power pushing somebody out for wrong reasons. But if there's a number of players, and there was, what, 15, at least yeah. 15 before the World Cup, that's a that's a vote of no confidence for me, and that's enough right there. That if the players are not comfortable with the situation, then it needs to be changed. And that's the thing. How, how I mean, let's to minimize here, but how tone deaf the president is by by acting this way on the stage when clearly there's this enormous divide between the federation, the coaching staff, and the players. That's you can't argue that. And he's just like he's acting as if it didn't mean anything. That's 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 gone. We won the World Cup. Now we're all happy family. Like no, how can he be that tone deaf? It's it's, it's just uh, really yeah. something. But back to the egos. Yeah, I want some some more examples. Dubs, uh, you know, you played the U.S. more than one occasion. Um, you, you've you've alluded to in the past your your thoughts on some of those players. Was it ego driven from the Americans? Um. I mean, yeah. I mean, you you run into to players who have a, a a particular swagger and and kind of get in your face. But I mean, that was just sort of their their brand um, and players that I didn't like for whatever reason. But I mean, nothing that that comes close to this sort of this disgusting ego. Nothing, nothing at all. So I I, I don't really have anything. I maybe because. Anything at this point for me stands in stark contrast to that. But like his behavior, unfortunately, is is just a hallmark of of the way that these men behave in these positions of power is where they've got the, the positions of power. They have the blinders on and um, seem immune to any outside noise or criticism and then just sort of forge ahead because they know that they'll have the undying support of of the other males in power. And, mm. and hearing, Jimmy, you're talking about your visceral reaction to seeing Hermoso being um, kissed. Like, Rian and I talked about it a little bit. Like, for, for women, like, that is, I mean, not that that's ever happened to me on a stage like that, but it's happened to me in, in public where the, the man is leveraging the, the fact that there's, you're in, not the court of public opinion, but you're in a public area and they're hedging their bets that they can push a little bit further, go beyond the line because they know that you're being put in an awkward position. And the amount of time that my ass has accidentally been grabbed or that the hand brush. Sorry just... about that. <laughs> 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 that was for No wonder you kept on dropping things. I know. Inspector hey, hey, gadget brush arms. <laughs> brushes, you know, slightly but deliberately across my breast. Or in Quebec, where you're giving the two kisses, and accidentally the 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 mouth comes just you know just brushes across your your lips, and it's disgusting, and it's and it's an abuse of of power, and that's what it is here. It's that it's the doubling down on that power imbalance, and the fact that they know there's not going to be a reckoning for them, and that's what that brought up for me. It's that it was it was their time to shine, and um, this guy took it upon himself. To, to make it about him. He still is, Amy. I know. Like he literally still is by not stepping down, by not saying, you know what, I'm I I'm I'm the one in the wrong. I took it too far. I apologize. These w- women should be given the spotlight from going forward. I'm stepping back. I've got a lot to learn. Take your take, you know, this guy is uh, I don't know 
here's the problem with with football internationally. Craig has always told me, Jimmy's told me, the the protection around these executives is so deep. And uh, I mean, it started with, not started, but probably continue with Sepp Blatter and all those guys who, you know, Platini, they were all, but this is, it's not just financial and not just misogyny, but it's everything across the board. They're, they're using this as their personal bank accounts. They're using, there's, they, there's no consequences and no punishment. And to get these people back, they just keep, I mean, the Jamaican, wasn't it the Jamaican Federation just brought some dude back uh, during this entire period? And Haitian. Uh, yeah. Oh, Haitian, sorry. And um, I also remember, you know, Craig talking about CONCACAF all the time. It's crazy. Like this is maybe the, one of the most protected jobs and no wonder because they're all paid so well and you never know where, when, how the nebulous bank accounts are working. It truly is your boys club, isn't it? Like, it truly is. That, that's what it is. And I mean, is, is, it, is it fair to say that the, the new crisis for FIFA is no longer corruption? <clears throat> no longer corruption. But maybe it is <laughs> really? misogyny and, and this, this, but this is a big one now, right? As women's soccer becomes really relevant on the global stage, and it's still obviously growing, there's more people watching it. There's more opinions. Uh, there's more people outspoken. This is a new thing for FIFA to deal with, and clearly the men in charge. In the let, I mean, listen, this there's, there's good people there as well, I'm sure, and we'll find out who they are. You would think pretty soon, but uh, the current power brokers aren't going to fix it. No, and it's this paradox in, in the women's game, right? This is exponential growth. It's the opportunities available at the club level. Um, you know, the professionalization, the, the chance to be marketed, to make money, right? Like it's always not good. It's never going to be what, what the men are making, but finally to make like real viable careers playing the game that you love. And then your own federation doesn't support you. Or, you know, it's the Zambian coach being accused again in, during the World Cup of sexual abuse, that you know that you you can't be supported by your own federation and that players at the same time so this again this dichotomy or this paradox that all these opportunities are there for the taking for these players finally and yet some have to sacrifice their own playing careers in order to to leave it better for the next generation that's where we still are this guy this guy though he's he knows he's done right he knows he's dead i think he knows he's going on monday He's just going down swinging at this point, isn't he? I, I think. I mean, by, by, like you said, Wonga, if he did what you said, if he did the right thing, that's also acknowledging guilt. And, and a man with that kind of ego is never going to acknowledge guilt ever. So he'll be fired essentially on Monday. Uh, and he'll, he's had his say now in the public forum. And he's, like I said, he's going down swinging, unfortunately. But the, but the crazy thing, too, Sharms, is that he has support, right? Like you can't live, you can be a bubble guy and, Everyone else is wrong, but you still need your acolytes to support you and give you this, dude, that's, yeah, keep fighting, keep swinging. So mm -hmm. that means that there are people around that actually think, you know, he's being hard done by and he should fight. Well, right? listen, I mean, listen, if, if Luis Rubellas gets canned on Monday, he'll be out of football for how long? For a while. Forget FIFA for a second here. He'll get a job like that. Just like Mason Greenwood is going to get hired by a team like that. Well, there's going to be someone that's going to there's someone's going to take him because they're going to look at what what he's done 
brought a helped win a world cup somebody's eventually going to take him and they'll be like okay well look he's apologized and he seems to have grown from this and let's take <laughs> this, this, oppor- this opportunity that's what's yeah. going to happen but the thing with him, i think with him right now the reason why he's holding up i don't know if he's got too many supporters that are helping him but i also think he's just convincing himself that he's done nothing wrong and that goes back to the ego and if he resigns, does he get paid up his full contract as opposed to getting fired and legally standing? He's probably going to be getting his full contract paid, right? Yeah. So is that you'd be sitting there saying, "Fire me, please," because I'm not. Yeah. He'll probably end up at the Haitian Federation or the Zambian Federation in no time. That's right. He'll he'll coach Neymar. Or in Saudi Arabia. Yeah. Absolutely. When do they start a women's league? I think that'll be some time before they do. <laughs> <laughs> it's not happening. The, o- the oxymoron league. This is all bringing me flashbacks. I'm just thinking, is it too late to sue Forrest for all those times you said, slap my ass, give me a kiss, and chase me in the showers? It's never too late. <laughs> it's fucking too soon, Jimmy. So I, don't. Yeah. Wait, wait till the next it's too soon. If Dub says it's too soon, it's too soon. I know. Yeah. <laughs> it's you soon. can kiss my ball, Jimmy. <laughs> I'm coming after you. Do you want to recount that story as well? It's, it's crazy. I'll tell you, egos in sport, just out of control. Did you see this this Raptors uh, Knicks story from earlier this week? The Knicks yeah. are suing the Raptors for essentially, um, they, they're calling it, you know, they had a mole with the Knicks. fact of the matter is they hired um, a, a video guy from the Knicks who then brought with him a bunch of documents. And while he was still with the Knicks, was apparently forwarding documents, strategies, scam reports to the Raptors. Um, and now the Knicks are just taking it very seriously, and and they're suing the Raptors. It got me thinking, like when when you when a new player joined one of your clubs, or if you joined a new club, were you ever grilled by the coaching staff about the tactics, the strategies, policies of that team, or did you drill new players? How did that work? Mm, yeah, coaches. If we if we if we were yeah. playing against somebody, or even bring somebody in, or whatever, coaches would sometimes ask. Uh, you know, what you knew about these certain players from your history with them. Um, I remember even going back to way back, I was still, I think I was in the youth team, and Carl Valentine, Vancouver Whitecaps, was signed for West Bromwich Albion, and they were playing Ipswich Town, and nobody knew anything about Carl Valentine, but we, I knew him, knew what he liked to do. He loved to get down the line. He used his pace, get down the line. So really what they, they did, they asked me about that. I said, yeah, he'll, I mean, he'll go down the line just about every single time. So uh, it wasn't really that tactically brilliant other than the fact that they, they cut off the lane for him to go down the line and forced him inside all game long. And he fucking struggled. Like, yeah. You know, so, yeah, you get asked questions about yeah. about guys. But, but most of the players now, uh, they don't slip under the radar if they're going to get to that level very yeah. often. I think it's you're you're right. Like the player, the coaches will ask you about certain players, or if you came from another team, they'll ask you what you did and your tactical formation. What do you, what are you looking to? What do they look to do? What's their strengths and weaknesses? But you, as a player, you're not privy to all the stuff behind the scenes and all the documents that are gathered in scouting reports, right? So all you can do is just talk about what you've learned and what you've got off them. Where the Raptors. <laughs> have taken over, what was it, over 2,000 documents or something like that from the Knicks? Yeah. 
and they've shared it amongst the, the organization, all their coaching structure, and just their philosophy, identity of who they are. And, and I'm looking at this now. I'm going, if you're MLSC, you've got this manager that's come in and he's pretty much cheating, taking all this documents from the New York Knicks. You're getting sued. Like, is this guy actually going to be the coach when this is all done? Yeah. They, the the thing is, love it. Like, Darko Ryakovich is now a cult figure. He's a bad man. He, he operates in the dark arts. I love it. It's brilliant. Um, I don't know what they're going to say about the Knicks because the well, Knicks are shit. terrible. Here's, <laughs> yeah, here's exactly. the thing you guys are missing, though. Um, our former, I don't know if he's a former colleague, but Dave Hopkinson who it used to be the former president of the Raptors or, uh, or VP of sponsorship or yeah. world global. He run, he's yeah. the chief operating officer at MSG great right guy. beside James Dolan. So obviously a Canadian has insight and he, he was a Raptors guy for 15, 20 years. That's right. And he is now, so honestly it's him and the general counsel and James Dolan, the owner who would make this decision on bringing a suit against the Raptors. So mm-hmm. Canadian former McGill uh, alum is now running MSG and the Knicks and would be bringing this suit against the Raptors. That is some interesting stuff right there. Hey, Dubs, let me ask you, say yeah. you, you were snatched up by a, by a, a rival <laughs> podcast. What would you tell them? What information do you think would be relevant to them <laughs> to, to be us in the ratings that's interesting what would i tell them there's thousands of documents i'm sure <laughs> oh, <man. laughs> we need to listen guys you've got nothing to worry about <laughs> these guys are gonna kill themselves. <laughs> yeah, right. of, okay, what you have to you... do is lack of preparation <laughs> <laughs> start it all with no preparation i i start start a start a whatsapp thread get a dark web <laughs> get jimmy to be on it and he'll never show up. <laughs> That'll be really good. Hey, but when he does, when he does, he comes yeah. with fire. <laughs> you know, it's, you yeah, know, it's called I the dog two point of... for a reason now. Yeah, I know. I, I I haven't asked questions about the original dark web. I mean, that's going pretty hard. <laughs> it's best we don't speak about that. Yeah. My God. But um. But. Things, but speaking of that, when I was um, playing in the WSA, I started with the Bay Area Cyberays and I moved to the Atlanta Beat. And then the final that year ended up um, with Atlanta. We played my old team. So my, my team, like the coach was like, you know, the, the scouting wasn't what it is now, right? With all the, all the stats on the players and, and all of that intel that you have. Hi, Levy. How are you? Oh, oh, we got a visitor. Uh, <laughs> coffee nice. break. Coffee break. How does it feel to be respected by your family? <laughs> I don't know if they do. There's there's so much latent resentment since I was gone for a month. It's ridiculous. Look at that. You get a nice kiss. I get. Dad, there's no milk. <laughs> yeah, but Amy's gonna get do the old two footer in a second. <laughs> yeah. it starts off nice there's a little kiss oh hi and then after it's like piss off get out the room yeah yeah it's like quiet or what's that back to the beat and cyber rays yeah you were so rudely, so... rudely interrupted by your beautiful daughter giving you a kiss <laughs> yeah um so they were they were grilling me and i was able to give them some stuff on you know set pieces and and stuff like that um but probably not as much as they they would have hoped 
Um, and there wasn't really any, any dirt on anybody that I, that I could give them maybe like player tendencies that they weren't, um, aware of. Um, but yeah. And then in the final, um, like I've, and I've talked about this, like I was so shattered that season, like after like the original coach, like completely stripped me of any and all confidence that like in that final, it went to penalties and I wasn't slated to be as one of the five, but then it went to sudden death and the coach is like, Amy, do you, you think you can take this one? And I was like, nope, absolutely not. <laughs> <laughs> so I, I did not step up and, and take a penalty. And we ended up losing in, in, uh, in penalties that game. Oh, dubs on you. Maybe. Yeah. But I was not in any, not in the headspace or the frame of mind uh, to be taking any penalties. That's there. horrible. Yeah. Is that a regret? Is that one of your regrets? Not taking, stepping up? Uh, no, because oh. I, 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 re- I recognize that I was, I was not in the right frame of mind. To yeah, but do it, it. could have gone in. Yeah. Maybe it should be a regret, Amy. I mean, what if maybe. it went in and changed your <laughs> life around? I like maybe that was your turning point. Yeah, what the hell? If she misses, it just proves the doubt. Yeah. You would have even worse. Yeah. Oh, no, no, like, Dubs, the, you uh, told me when I mentioned that I'm terrified of scuffing a penalty, you said, mm-hmm. that's ridiculous. You never, I never thought about scuffing a penalty. You just putting your foot through a ball, right? That's all it was. As tired as you were. You could have done that, surely, and maybe had a trophy to your name. No, no, not that way. It's all your fault, Amy, is no. what we're trying to say. No, I prefer the, re- <laughs> the, redemp- the redemption arc. Um, so when I ended my college career, we lost to Notre Dame in the final eight um, to go to the final four. It was my penalty that was saved. And I say saved because it was a well-struck penalty, um, but not as well-placed as it could have been, but it wasn't shite, right? But it got saved. And that ended my college career. And then a few months later, the first time we ever beat China with Canada, we were in Australia. And it was my PK that allowed us to, to win that game. So, like, that's the penalty redemption arc that I like to talk about. Kind of. Not the one that I didn't take. Kind of. I mean, you got one success story and you got two failures. <laughs> two failures? Why do I have two failures? Well, one you Notre got Dame and not one standing you, one up. You got, you're safe. Yeah, yeah, that's true. Right? You need to get back in the game and get that other penalty for the true redemption arc amy's living in her basement bubble (laughs) this tsn basement bubble i think you there was a gondola bringing you back and forth can i ask you this dubs um uh, when you joined the cyber rays did you know what a cyber ray was no i I didn't do you know what it is now yeah it's like one of those rays I'm sorry for the noise. We've got like a PS4 exiting the room here, so my kids can play in the living room. Upstairs. All I know is I know your kids are in the room because there's been no f bombs dropped in the last five minutes. <laughs> That's right. Do you not swear in front of your kids, Amy? I try. I try not to. But like, I was holding my my niece, my sister Bonnie's daughter, the other day. We were in the kitchen, and usually at Fridays, pizza night, and everybody comes over to our place. And um, I was holding Kate Rosie. And she's just a wee thing. And she's, she's starting kindergarten in a few weeks, but she's just a tiny wee thing. She's sitting on my hip. And I kind of forgot that she was there. And I was telling some story and got into it. And I, I said, like, fucking shitty. And she went, oh, Andy, A. And I was like, oh, <laughs> Christ. Like, it's not even my own kids. <laughs> fucking did you up, say, you know? oh, Christ? And you that would have been funny yeah, too, as well. Yeah, I sure did. Yeah. My kid blasphemes with the best of them. I'm very proud of that, actually. Yes, Jill. She loves the Jesus Christ. <laughs> that's oh, a good one. That's a great one. When I played one of my first national team camps with the senior team, um, there was a girl who was extremely religious, and Jesus Christ is one of my go-tos on the, pe- on the field. 
Um, like it's just one of those ones that rolls off the tongue really easily. Like um, what else would be like, like, like fuck is a good she, one. She jumped through me. You fucking twat. Exactly. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Okay. Evie. Yes. I swore. Get out of the room. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> She's standing in it like this. <laughs> it's because she's counting all the swears for the yeah, swear jar oh yeah, she wants the 17 bucks it's gonna be used against me later so jesus christ was your go-to and what, what yeah. was it sorry fuck oh fuck okay ah, yeah, good old-fashioned like there's nothing yeah, better old than chestnut. that right yeah what about you jimmy what's your go-to slur no no but slur. we had a jesus christ story oh so sorry the, 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 oh, with the, the, with the religious girl person tried to because i roomed with her and she oh. like took it really seriously that that i was going to be reformed She's like, Amy, every time you have the urge to say Jesus Christ, just say cheese and rice. I was like, oh it's not, that is not going to work for me. I'm really sorry. Yeah. So like I tried it a couple of times and then I like, I looked her, looked at her on the pit, you know, like later on that, that afternoon of practice. And I was like, this is not going to fucking work. <laughs> I'm going to have to say I didn't know Jesus Rian Christ. was so religious. <laughs> oh yeah, no, it wasn't Rian. Rian can swear with the best of them on the pitch. Imagine hearing someone say, "Ah, oh, cheese and rice." <laughs> oh my god, that deserves a two footer right there. Yeah. Jimmy, what was your go to uh, go to curse word expression? What What was it? Oh, I had a lot. Hmm. I had a lot. All the f bombs. It was all coming out. It was like yeah, Tourette's. Yeah. What was your go to? What was the first one that rolled off the tongue? Yeah, probably. So some guy goes probably, late on you. What no, you probably, to? probably. Fuck, definitely. But then I, I used to talk a lot in the pitch too, and try to wind people up. So I was always talking, chirping, swearing. If I messed up, I'd swear. Referees, yeah, it was bad. It wasn't good. I got caught a couple of times too by, by the speakers on the sidelines, and I'd get a text after the match from my mother. By the speakers? <laughs> the microphones. Yeah, by the oh, microphone. the speakers. Oh, the my microphone. God. I was thinking, like, actually somebody yeah. in, well, I mean, like, there, old there times no, sitting, like, so. standing on the I got soapbox. Caught a couple of, I got caught a couple of good times. As soon as I got in the dressing room, looked at my phone. My mom's, that's disgusting, that line. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry. Hold on a minute. It's your mom. Yeah. Um, yeah. In football, <laughs> yeah. in, in our foot, my right. football, they used to, you couldn't swear until probably university. And then they would sometimes give you a flag for unsportsmanlike. Could you ever for get a swearing. yellow? Yep. Yep. Especially if you did it towards the ref, you know, like saying. Oh, yeah. If you went aggressive towards a referee swearing at him, they'd yeah. give you a You'd get a yellow? Yeah. But some, some yeah. understood the, the heat of the moment. Some refs would tell you to fuck off. Mm. Respect. That's fine. Oh, yeah. Those were the good ones. They give it back to you. In England, they do. They used to always give it back to you. You just say, "All right, fair enough. Get on with it." When I first came to Canada, I played in some softball game, and I dropped a few f bombs, like probably whiffing at the plate or something. And I got like seriously reprimanded by the umpire. And I'm like, oh, no. "What? Are you fucking kidding me? I'm getting reprimanded for swearing playing sports. You have to be kidding me!" Because back in those days, when I played sports back in England, it was just part of the language. But over here, nope, you, you can't say curse words at the plate. Like, oh, come on. How old are we? Like, shut up. <laughs> when I think of Craig uh, as a footballer, I don't think of Craig you know, lifting the gold cup. I don't think of Craig making great saves at Ipswich or West Ham. I think of Craig just screaming at people in the box. Honestly, that's yeah. the image I have of him. I always have. What, what was your go-to? 
And it was Jimmy Jesus fucking Christ, you fucking twat. What are you doing? <laughs> Stop with, giving that fucking ball away. With That's the ball funny. in your hand, right? After he gave it away. Uh, That's funny. <laughs> that is funny. Yeah. I was rather calm on the field, mostly. Well, yeah, I know you could let them have it. By the way, Craig, do you know this? That it was, um, where is it here? 24 years ago this past Thursday, West Ham won the Intertoto Cup. Yes. So You're a little bit of trivia. I wasn't trivia here. Intertoto? Intertoto Cup. Ah. You yep. don't know what it is, Amy? Come on. Yeah. <laughs> Sorry. Well, so six big, teams made the finals. Three winners. Six teams. So a little bit, little bit of trivia for Craig here. Can you name the six teams that made the finals? No, I can't. Uh, I know, I think, I'm pretty sure Juventus won the yep. Intertoto, I think, and then West Ham. I'm not sure who the third one was. So Juventus, Rennes, Metz, Montpellier, Hamburg, and West Ham were the final six in the finals. Yeah, we played Metz. Do you remember? Yeah, you beat Metz to win it. Do you remember who scored the goals? Ooh. Mike Piazza. Ooh. The Canio? <laughs> different Metz. Very yeah, well done. Oh, that okay. Is excellent. Different Mets. But they're suing the yeah, <laughs> Who scored As the goal? Was it the Canio? Uh, nope. Hartson? Nope. Ah, okay, no. Berkovich? No, I don't think it was nope. Berkovich. Hmm. Jeez. Three guesses you lost. Uh, Trev Sinclair. Oh, Trevor. Frankie Lampard. Oh. Yeah. Oh. Paolo One Shoppy. Oh. Ah. One Shoppy? Oh, That's great. like a Mentos. That's like a liver <laughs> Mentos name. He, he was good. Costa Rican. <laughs> This, yeah. I'll tell you what, this team, so the st- Craig didn't actually play in the final. Uh, Shaka played in the final. Yes, but th- this team, listen to this team. So you got Rio, Steve Lomas, Mark Vivian Foe, Sinclair, Lampard, Decanio, Keller, Potts, Moncor, One Shoppy. On the bench, Ian Wright, Joe Cole, Michael Carrick. Mm. Jesus Christ, there's some talent there. That is a good team. Oh. And Chris Forrest was on the bench too. Yeah, of course. You, you, missed, you missed that one. This, by the way, that. This is the intel that I would give that rival podcast. I'd be like, just derail them with some fucking obscure stat. And then they'll like spend 10 minutes just listing off players going, hmm, oh, oh, oh yeah. It, you're not interested, Amy? You mean like oh, no, XP for dubs? I'm just saying, this is like your kryptonite right now. This is, this is Woody Fratton kryptonite. Like expected beers for dubs in the press box? Yeah, yeah. that's right. XB for suds. <laughs> yeah, I mean, I didn't, I didn't get the tunnel club invite, Jimmy. So, what a prick, Jim, Jimmy yeah. was schmoozing. Listen, I got a jam real quickly. Um, can we get to some footy picks here? Are you ready? Please. Okay, so listen, today, listen, Craig's casket is not getting built anytime soon. So how about today we go for some obvious picks? Don't go for any kind of like, we're blinded yes. by the Tony Bet riches here. Okay, yeah. so let's keep it pretty simple for the parlay, all right? Let's, let's, every dollar counts towards the casket. Right? We're going to treat this like a financial investment, dollar cost yeah. averaging. We're going for sure things only. No Estonian league that you don't know anything about. Well, that, that was that should have been a, a, a first don't shirt. don't sure sure thing me let me just log on here and then we'll uh okay can i lead can i go 
Yeah. No way. Yeah. Well, don't so, take mine. I no, I'm going to I'm going to I'm going to bet on Rob Edwards of Luton Town. <laughs> to beat Chelsea. No, I'm just kidding, Longer. <laughs> what an asshole. <laughs> no, but every bet should be I think Rob Edwards heavy going forward, right? You're a big fan, aren't you? Uh, yeah. Aren't you guys? He's the like we said, he's what a the, dream the, um, boat. James Merriman of the Premier League. You're yeah. like, "Whoops, I put it into touch again." Sorry to get into your technical box. <laughs> You're so fucking sexist. You know, we're not meat, Amy. Did you have a table turn, eh? Yeah. Amy. Yeah. You let to get a right. hold of the was, technical box. Oh, I didn't try to give, put give a non-consensual peck on him. I just am admiring him from a distance. See the difference? Yeah. You're l- l- leering at him more like. Yeah, I think well, he's cross-eyed, but... actually. <laughs> no, and I, I'm sorry to do this to you, Craig Forrest. I I would have no problem doing this to to Jimmy's um, Forrest, but um, I'm going to take Brighton over West Ham. Oh, that was mine. It just shows how great Brighton are. Fuck Tony Bet. Yeah, minus 185. Yeah, you can both this stick one. it up your yeah, ass. Plus, mm. plus 449 for West Ham, and West Ham's decent, but Brighton have been fantastic. Okay, so Brighton dubs on the card. Okay. Uh, JC. Spurs, Bournemouth, no question. Go Sp- we All are right. Spurs. You're taking Spurs, minus 105 favorites. Okay. Wunger? Uh, I, I, Luton didn't play last week because I think their field is still being that's created. They're playing today. Yeah, Friday. at three. Uh, so Chelsea, I'm going, to, I, I'm going to go out on a limb because <laughs> Chelsea sucks. But for Starks and Carey, we're going Chelsea today. I read today that Luton Town has spent since 1991. They've spent 30 million on players. 30 since 1991. Chelsea oh. spent a billion in a year. Incredible. All right, wow. uh, Jimmy. Well, any league, wherever you want to go. I'm going to take uh, Atletico Ottawa to beat Forge. Ooh. All right. Let me just find this. One. I'm not really comfortable with that bet. I can tell. Yeah. Can I make Let me it? find it first. Hang on. Where are we here? Because uh, you took his other one. And you took my Brighton. Well, pivot. So sorry, Jimmy. Sorry. I say again. Pivot. Who do you have there? What? Ottawa to beat Forge. Okay. They're are very, you calling that game too? Money. Are you yeah. calling that game? Yeah. Oh, good. It's so you can pretty have. pretty much even can... money. So Ottawa. So that's the one. It's not a game. Yes. Yes, the parlay. What about Ollie Bassett? He's doing great, hey? Oh, yeah. He's on fire. Good little point. All right, Craig, what do you have? Arsenal over Fulham. Oh, it's going to do Arsenal over Fulham. Okay. Arsenal over Fulham. We're going to do it this week. Unless Forge, All right. Forge. And I will go for... What about an MLS game? Anybody know? Anything with Messi? Well, I, I, they're playing Red Bull. I, I don't think he's going to start. They've got to arrest him at some point. And Tata said that at some point they've got to start arresting these players. And listen, I don't care what you say. 14 They're points. 14 points out of the playoffs. 14 points. They're not going to do it. They're not going to get to the playoffs. Who cares about the League's Cup? Like, who gives a flying fuck about that? Like, seriously. Trophy, Craig. Oh, the US Open Cup, yeah. What a joke. What a joke. They, they play got a tournament against now. Mexican teams and they play all the games in the States. It's not even fair. It's like... Shall, we shall I go? Anglo-Italian Cup, and we didn't give a shit about that either. No. Shall I pick Miami? Yes. To beat New York then? Yes. Okay. Really? Plus okay. 175. It's a bit of a gamble there. That it's in New York. I would love it, though. I would love it for Messi to be rested for this one, given how much money people are spending tickets for that one. It'd be hilarious. 
<laughs> honestly, honestly, if you spend money on tickets to see a player play, I think it's hilarious when that player doesn't play. Like, do you not know sports? Mm-hmm. Like in the NBA, right? Like, people oh, paying- they do it yeah, exactly. Low management. Yeah. All right, so five bucks. So it's a, all those six events. We're at six this week. Our parlay plus three thousand four hundred twenty-eight. So five dollars will win us one hundred seventy-six dollars and forty cents on TonyBet.ca. All those games, of course, the Premier League games, at least you can catch on. Fubo TV, as well as of course the CPL. I'm going to place this bet right now. Boom. We're down. We're down to twenty uh, four seventy five from our five hundred. By the way, because our parlays aren't quite going to plan as yet. But there you have it. Um, okay, I've got to run. I have to run now. It's a, it's a rock hard out for me. But you guys can keep talking. Why don't you close her out or let Jimmy close it out? Yeah, like saying sure, that. Jimmy, close it out. Yeah, thank you for listening. <laughs> I keep buying newspapers. Oh my Tune god! In. That was about as good as Rwanda's national team. <laughs> Holy jeez! My Christ! Least enthusiastic <laughs> ever. JC, maybe you can lead us out if you heard the new Big Ange song for for Spurs. No, to the tune of Robbie Williams's "Angels." It's a good one. Is well, it singing? Let's hear it. Learn it. I can't sing it. We need to get JC to do it next time. I'll have to learn it. Lost weight. Look. He has lost weight. Charms looks great right now. He does look great. It's like he's returning to television or something. Anyways, have a great day, everybody. He's got moobs. <laughs> no, he doesn't. You <laughs> <laughs> can't leave it on that. Good for cuddling. <laughs> Tony All right, everybody. That was a pleasure. Thank you. Oh, thanks, Jimmy. The pleasure was just yours, Jimmy. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> Follow us on Twitter at footy underscore prime and on Instagram at footy prime IG. See you later. See you, See you guys. Bye, guys. Bye. Bye. Bye.